He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. So I am, I'm so humble. Thank you so much, really. Thank you. Thank you. It is painful. Painful, gut-wrenching, nauseating, all of those things. I'm Drew Berquist. This is my show. That is stroke victim John Fetterman declaring victory, celebrating victory because the people of Pennsylvania chose a man who has struggled not just with sentences, but with individual words. But they chose him to represent them in DC. It was one of many disappointments last night, you guys. It just was. There's, And I'll tell you to kind of set the tone for today. I'm not going to sugarcoat things. Last night didn't go well. Did we have some good things happen? Yes. We'll talk about those. But man, it was a long night. I'm tired as hell. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm too old to be staying up. And I know I'm not, you're not that old. Okay, well, apparently I'm old enough to be staying up throughout the night covering all this crap. Um, but we're going to do this. We're going to do it. But I'm, I'm going to tell you. There's some there's some bad news there. We 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 got a lot of shit to sort out in this country. Um, Carolyn's from Pennsylvania. Cannot effing believe it. She says I can't either, Carolyn. I'm sorry that the rest of your fellow Pennsylvanians voted that way. Um, but let's let's election results. We're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into some highlights. There are some highlights. Okay, let's keep that in mind. There's some definite lowlights. We'll get into that. Much more. There's a, a, a Chevron fire happening in California right now that no one's paying attention to. There's a Veritas video that dropped that we're going to show happening in Pennsylvania. Uh, and booze and banter today will be over. You can see it on the screen, drewberkwist.locals.com. It is a membership-only section. $5 a month, you get in for all the booze and banters. That membership's going to roll you into something else special that's happening in the new year. So get on over there, drewberkwist.locals.com. Come hang out with us. Have a drink. We'll talk more about the election, more about balkanization, more about all that's happening in this country. That will be there on Booze and Banter directly or immediately after the show. All right. Question of the day. Again, last night was rough, but I'll ask you this. Let's try and get some positive vibes going here, right? It's what did you see as the most positive outcome last night what did you see as the most positive outcome last night as you send in your responses guys today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at field of greens yo it's not a supplement you've you've heard this a lot when you go buy a supplement there's a lot of people out there and there's some good ones 
but there's a ton of bad ones. You'll hear people say, and it's true, that you're just throwing money down the drain, getting some of these supplements that actually do nothing in them. They've got the wrong materials. They don't, whatever the case might be. Field of Greens is not that. It's not even a supplement. It is your daily dose of fruits and vegetables in a powdered drink form that tastes delicious, is awesome. It's going to give you healthier, you know, brighter skin. You're, you're going to have to trim your nails more because your body is going to respond. It's going to be healthier. You're going to feel better, have more energy. You could have some weight loss. All good things. Nothing bad will come from it. It is all organic. It is all from real. It's, it's not extracted. It is directly from all of these real fruits and vegetables with some extra um, prebiotics in there, some, some awesome herbs. It's, it's the way to go. I take it. My family takes it. You need to take it too. And the best part is we got you a discount. You can go to fieldofgreens.com, use promo code DREW to save 15%. If you subscribe, you're going to get an extra 10% off on top of that. Again, there's multiple flavors. They all taste great. I've got my favorite, but I'll keep that held to myself. Uh, you're going to love it. And moreover, you're going to feel better. I can't wait to see your response as you go do it. So go do it. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family members. It's fieldofgreens.com. Use promo code DREW to save. Okay. What are we seeing coming in here, Disco? Carolyn says DeSantis won. June says just Florida. Writ large. Oklahoma Tim remains Ryan a red losing. state. Yeah. What'd you say? Tim Ryan losing. Tim Ryan losing, yep. Um, <clears throat> Judy says we got to keep Ron Johnson. Um, he just was declared a little bit before the show today as, as the winner. So that's, that is a, a positive new development. We need that in that tight Senate race right now. Um, keep sending your, your responses in the question of the day was what did you see as the most positive outcome from last night? There was a lot that was not positive, but I mean, you know, it, it goes to show that any of us could run for Senate can't complete sentences, uh, talk even yeah <laughs> and yet you could still win so i mean why would a politician need to talk right? it's yeah it's ludicrous yeah it's um dean says we should still take the house and senate still in play we'll see what happens yeah there's there's some, some positive stuff um well to me i think obviously florida was was perhaps the biggest thing and and you had dade county that that went red which is crazy you had not just that happened but you had really across the ticket florida just came out and 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 went red all the way through i mean democrats got curb stomped here so that was obviously a a positive outcome um you know we we kept kept a lot of the other deep red states so i i think that that was that was that was positive as I see here right now, as the House, it's 203 to 176 in favor of the GOP. So that went up from this morning. Yeah, it's so. looking good there. Um, looking good there, not looking great other other places. You know, J.D. Vance got a, a big win over Tim Ryan, uh, as someone alluded to in Ohio. That was good. Um, but <clears throat> I, I think Florida really set the tone. And, you know, DeSantis, it wasn't even a race. Rubio did far better, frankly, than I thought that he would do against Demings. The switch, you know, for, for Dade County, that was, that was a win. That was, was definitely a win. What, what, what would you say? Are you going with the house as yours? Which was not settled yet, by the way. No, yeah. I, it, it, mine was the joke. It was the Fetterman, it was the Fetterman joke. Cause it, you know, like it, it, you know, before we went to bed last night, it was not looking good for us in the house. It was, it was too close of a race, you know. Senate was almost nearly tied. Now it's up forty-eight, forty-six. Right. Um, I don't. I, you know, it was. It was. It was just awesome to see. Even like right now, like uh, right before I went to bed, I saw that the results of Nevada were coming in, and Nevada was turning red. You know, so I was like, oh, okay. So yeah. interesting to see what's what's going to happen there. So, well, yeah. again, I you know, good responses. Keep sending them in. Keep talking about it. And thank you guys for watching last night. Yeah, man, I tell you what, we did, you know, Foreign and Domestic, the new show that that we do with Ray Dietrich that airs on Saturdays. 
We did live election coverage. Many of, of, of you guys were there for last night. Did just tons of views across all the different platforms. We were there for a damn near four hours. Was really fun. Had some great guests come on. Um, made a, might have had a, a few cocktails. Um, but it was great. We had, we had a good time, and, and you, guys, you guys made it super fun. So thank you uh, again, absolutely, for that. Um, okay, so let's get into some stories here. I, I, I don't want to do this to you. I don't want to do this to you. But Fetterman, we cut him off in the cold open as we started the show today. Let's listen a little bit more to what he said last night after he won. So I am, I'm so humbled. Thank you so much, really. Thank you. Thank you. Like it's, I, what is it? It's like 1.30 in the morning and you're still here hanging in? We launched We launched this campaign almost 2 years ago. And we had our slogan. It's on every one of those signs right now. Every county, every vote. Every county, every vote. And that's exactly what happened. We jammed them up. We held the line. I never expected that we were going to turn these red counties blue, but we did what we needed to do, and we had that conversation across every one of those counties. And tonight, that's why I'll be the next U.S. Senator from Pennsylvania. Thank, thanks to all of you, all of you, thank you, thank you so much. That made me as grateful right now, and I, I just, I want to, I, I want to thank, of course, all of, all these supporters, uh, all across Pennsylvania, all in this room, all across the nation, everyone that chipped in 10 bucks to help us get here, thank you. And, <laughs> but why, but why do you believe in him that that's what you know look there's some shenanigans that went on there no doubt we're going to talk about that later on in the show but who are these people who are there like clapping and just hooping and hollering it up and i'll give him credit there for that particular two, the two clips we've shown today he actually said they weren't great sentences. They were not difficult sentences, but he didn't sound like he was broken as much as he has. I'm not, I'm not saying that he's not still broken. He, you listen to anything he said, all the clips we played as, as recent as Monday, all through last week, the guy is absolutely brain damaged and broken. And again, not cheering for that, didn't want that to happen to him. But the fact of the matter is he is. But this Fetterman victory was a just nothing more than a raw power vote for Democrats. His win proves that they, the Democrats, will always vote for somebody no matter how cognitively messed up they are, or how extreme their positions are. Be late-term abortion, rape, incest, you name it, they don't care. They don't care. As long as they have a D next to their name, they're voting for them. And unfortunately for our side, I'd say fortunately and unfortunately, but the way things are going today, unfortunately, we're not nearly as tribal. We listen to each of the candidates, hear what they have to say, then base our vote based on what they say and who we think is going to represent us best, whether it's in the House, the Senate, or anywhere for that matter. But this one's going to be some for, for Carolyn and other people who are texting in from Pennsylvania. This one's going to hurt for a while. It's stunning. It's going to take months upon months, if not longer, to digest. But I will say this. The only saving grace is we have, and we said this last night, we have loads of content to work with and talk about for an extended period of time now that he is in office. As Starting just, with this. To me, this looks like 
you know, um, our offensive line just couldn't hold them in, you know, and so our quarterback kept yeah. getting sacked. It just yeah. it, it, he looked. It's like Belichick at a post game. Definitely press Belichick <laughs> since it's a hoodie. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like I I, I couldn't stop thinking. That. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is there it is. It's <laughs> this, this is because you'd be able to spot that out if this was for Senate or president or whatever, like, cause they would have a suit on and a tie. You would know, right. You could put that in there. You could play that in sports center on mute and no one would know the difference. The difference. No, you're absolutely right. And this is the acceptance speech or the, the, you know, the, the, the winning, you know, speech for, for a U.S. Senator. But, um, but that is perhaps what a lot of us predicted you know, Ray was on the show yesterday from from Foreign and Domestic and from Red Voice, and he predicted that that would happen. A lot of other people did as well. And as much as none of us wanted that to happen, that's what happened. And that was certainly a low light of the night. Another one is just a disappointment in the Senate. Now, we're up as of this very moment, 49 to 48 in the Senate. But... It's not looking good as of right now for Masters in Arizona. There's, there's time, right? Let's let's just, let me just see what the latest is on that. Um, but there's 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 time there. Here we go. I'm switching to map coverage. So 94 percent. No, it's it's not looking good. I mean, it's it actually looks worse than it than it did the last time I checked it. So. Likely going to lose that. So you go 49-49. We just got Ron Johnson in, which makes, you know, was that was the 49th. You've got Nevada that looks good for, for Laxalt, which would put us, if that holds, at 50. And then that leaves Warnock and Herschel Walker going at it in Georgia. So the bottom line is, is it's looking like this could come down to Georgia again. Warnock on top right now. If he wins, it's 50-50. And then Cam Cam is the tiebreaker. And, and, you know, ipso facto, we don't control the Senate. They do. If we can, if we can pull off a win in what looks like a, a runoff in, in December in Georgia, then we'd have just the narrowest of, of edges, 51-49. To which point, I, I, you know, you, 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 and I don't think that's going to happen. I, I wish I felt more optimistic about it. I hope it does. But even at that point, I think you look at a 51-49 edge in the Senate and you say, based on what's been happening in this country, that doesn't even feel like a win there. And you say, some of those people who represent the Republicans, finger parents, won't necessarily always vote with us. So you got to have, it's like when you're dealing with voter fraud and the, the games that the Democrats play, you've got to have way more firepower. You've got to have a sizable lead. Like you've got to be benching your starters at halftime so they can't come back. You've got to have that sizable lead so they can't fabricate the amount of votes they need to, to narrow the gap. And the same thing is going to be true, even if we were to somehow eke that out in the Senate, which, again, does not look good. It does not look like it's going to go that way. You've got to have a bigger margin because you remember, you've got Romney and, the, and, and other people like him voting, and it's not good. It's not good. But we'll, we'll touch on some of this again a little bit because this is, this is something here that I thought was interesting. You had Gen Z which is just a disastrous generation for this country and the world, I should say. But they showed up in force to vote. And their communist indoctrination paid off for the Democrats in spades. You've got this tweet here. Okay, you maybe have seen this, maybe you haven't. But it says, one thing that I know already, if not for the voters under 30 tonight, would have been a red wave something that a lot of people thought the country was primed for and was, was going to happen. CNN national exit poll shows that for Republicans, you were up 13 points for 65 plus, 45 to 64, 11. But for Democrats, look at this. You're up 28 in the 18 to 29 age category, up two in the 30 to 44. So collectively between 18 and 44, there was a 30% uh, 
jump. There was a 30-point jump there in terms of people getting in. And again, specifically to that youngest generation that typically doesn't play as big of a role, that's plus 28. Just think about that. Because that was absolutely, yes, there was some other stuff that happened, but that was absolutely a deciding factor. And, and if that were to hold and become a trend, man, I tell you what, that doesn't bode well for future elections. And I usually try to put as positive of a spin on things as I can. But, man, that's, that's not good. This is a frightening trend. If, 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 and you can't call it a trend yet because it just happened last night. But if, if, if that's any indication of trends moving forward it's not good and if you're someone out there like i'm not trying to be mean maybe i am i don't care who who has a gen z kid you gotta man look in the mirror do some self-reflection it's not always all on you it's it's colleges it's teachers it's it's so many other things but we have we have let some of these younger generations millennials included run free and and their, un, you know, their actions and their thoughts and who, who puts thoughts into them, it's all unchecked. And as a result, we've gotten this lazy, dumb nation who wants big government, who wants all of this stuff. They've bought into the collective instead of being individuals. And it's a, again, it's a frightening trend for our country, which has never been this way. It's just this, this has not been who we are. But I think that this is one of the biggest stories of the night, seeing that happen. And if we honestly, if we reclaimed half of that generation, which is 14%, it would be, it would be impressive. It would be big. It would help us a ton. And it's possible that we could sway them back, although not, not an easy task. Because these are people who have gone all the way in on this now, to the point where they literally have substituted the government for religion. It's a religious crusade that the left is unleashing on us. And they're highly successful with it right now. Man, they're highly successful with it right now. Last night was an indicator. And it's going to take more people with courage to stand up in the face of censorship stand up in the, in the face of everything that they're trying to do to transition, their words, not mine, our country, and fight back. Courage, faith, those are the two characteristics that will be able to help sway people's opinions. But it's not going to be easy if it's, if it's possible at all. So a big story was that youth vote last night. Another one in the broader story that we're all feeling today, or you should be feeling, if you're not feeling... What I'm about to say, I, I don't feel like you were paying attention. But we, we had a lot of Americans. Again, yes, there was some shenanigans, some issues with machines in Arizona, issues we're going to show you in Pennsylvania later in the show. All of that, all of that remains true. But there were still, on top of that, a lot of Americans who voted for insane, anti-American, ungodly and you know anti-god policies and ideals i mean it's it it should terrify you these 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 are people who just voted on 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 individuals and campaigns and the party that is 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 running on stuff that you would have 10 years ago you would have laughed you would have fallen out of your chair laughing if someone said that those were going to be characteristics and traits that were associated with our country our yeah, communities well, it, it shows that they voted because the, there was a d next to their name yeah because i think if they actually did their research there might have been some things that they agree with. there would have been things like whoa like that i don't want that and on the other side not the other side but like in a similar note is that they don't understand what they're actually voting for because it's been painted as this beautiful utopia of what America could be when they're just destroying America. Yeah. When the other side's like, we're just trying to get freedom. Yeah. <laughs> that's all we're, that's all we're trying to, that's all we're pushing, you know, 
And so it's just scary because that speech that Fetterman gave there at the end, yes, there was moments, longer moments and awkward moments where he was kind of, uh, but that's the most put together, I think, like with him talking. You know, he was playing like the the down and weak person all all running up to this moment. Who knows? Maybe he's going to turn on and you're going to see that he's just some this this horrible human being that's ready to to go in. Like I, I played the underdog and I got it now. Let's let's do some work. You yeah. know, it's scary. Well, it's it is scary. And and what's going to happen with this is it's going to further something this, you know, push along something that I talk about a lot in this country that's been happening. We just don't call it because no one likes to to live in reality and use terms that might hurt some people's feelings or scare them. But it's just going to lead to further balkanization in this country. And it needs to. To be clear, it needs to. Because again, we there are, we have nothing in common with these people. They cannot define what a woman is. They are ashamed of this country. They do not believe in, in God. They believe it's okay to murder babies, have no borders. I mean, find something that we have in common. I wish we could. But we don't. So it's going to cause this further balkanization. And I want it. Man, I'm telling you, I want it. People are like, don't you want to get along with them? Wouldn't it be great? I'm like, no. In the past, yes. That, would have, that was my sentiment. I wish we could just all get along, but we can't. And I do not want to try and convince someone who hates everything about us in this country. I don't want to try and convince them to come back over. They're lost. No more. So you're going to see this further. I mean, Florida is a prime example. It went further red. South Dakota, Texas, other red states all held firm. But so too did blue states. We thought maybe, hey, maybe some of these people are going to wake up and say, I want what they've got. I want what they've got. But it didn't happen. Everyone held stuck to their guns. You have blue states that had just gone through tyrannical rule for two and a half plus years. Some of them still are. Blue states that push gender identity and pornography into our elementary schools, have drag shows at their schools. Blue states that believe your children, your children, my children, belong to the community, not you. And they stayed that way. They're like, yep, that's you. You think you'd have to be crazy to be like, you're going to vote for this. Hey, do you want all the things I just said? Yes. Yes, I do. That's what they did. That's what they said last night. And you can say there's a lot of people from those crazy blue states who left during COVID in the tyrannical and, in, and unconstitutional lockdowns. And you'd be right. I see them here in Florida all the time. Tech, people in Texas see them. People in Arizona see them. People see them all over. But the people that remained there, the people that remained there still voted for all of this stuff. So we're, we're just, the, the wedge is just driving us further and further apart. And again, we're at this point now in time, this present time in our existence, where I think it, it has to happen. It would be great if we could convince people that, hey, big government's bad. They want to control everything. They want an elite class and a peasant class and to get rid of the middle class. It would be great if people would understand that, but they don't. They want to latch on to, to big government's teeth. They want to, to be in that situation. They want them to tell them who they can see, when they can see them, when they need to wear a mask, when they can't, you know, or when they don't have to, all of that stuff. And we just have nothing in common. They think men can have periods for Pete's sakes. And um, lactate. And lactate, yes. Chest feed, I, I believe they call it. Um, yeah, chest feed. Yeah, well, it, it's the fact that it's like, we showed the video where it's like, it's, uh, I, can't, I can't feed my child. Yes, because that's not what you were made to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I, I'm sorry. Like, it's just, it's how your body is made up. This, don't this be mad is at the you. biological. Don't, and don't I be... love the, the scene <laughs> from Meet the Fockers where he, they say you can I have nipples too. with the nipple. But, but, uh, I mean, there was that one movie, Children of Men. Remember that movie? I don't. Oh, so it's post apocalyptic, and there's not a lot of women around. And so it was, it, it, it like bodies evolved, but this was like it taken a long time. But like, that's it's a fictional movie. 
Maybe they've been spending too much time watching that movie or something. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Junior with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I I don't know. I don't know what got us off course, but we are way we are way <laughs> off course and we've got a lot to still get to. We we hope that you'll please stick around. We've got plenty of stories to touch on. Going to touch on some highlights. There were some good things that happened. A couple other stories that don't have to even do with the election. All that's coming up on the other side of the break. Please stick around. Do you think America first when you spend your hard-earned money? Do you feel guilty shopping woke companies that take your money and push a liberal agenda? The choice is yours. When you shop at Mammoth Nation, you're a part of the solution, not the problem. We have thousands of products from hundreds of American and veteran-owned retailers. These patriots love America and they're fighting for you. So do the right thing, vote with your wallet, and spend wisely. Right now, go to mammothnation.com and become a lifetime member. Use this promo code and save 30%. All right, can we please talk about a couple positive things? And the answer is yes, because I'm driving the conversation. This is called This Is My Show, so we're going to do it. We're going to do it right now. And then we'll probably slide back into some depressing things. It was hard waking up this morning because of these results. But let's talk about some positive things. First, Stacey Abrams will not be able to afford actually she probably will because the dems have given her so much money going back to the golden corral buffet line because she lost brian kemp who i'm not a big fan of don't like brian kemp don't think he's right for the state of georgia don't think he fits the new conservative movement but we needed him to win he did stacy abrams lost that was that's not that the Democrats are, are have enough to where she can keep going. It's that she's probably part of the lifetime membership now of Golden Corral where she gets in for free. Do yeah. they have that program? They probably do for her. No. It, it, they started it. For yeah, her. yeah. <laughs> it's like one local place is like you can you can eat here for free. <laughs> that and that particular location will be going out of business. I'm gonna yes. go ahead and put <laughs> put them on notice and predict that right now. Um man, I tell you, so that was good news. Beto O'Rourke got his ass whooped in Texas. There was a lot of people out there. I never really bought into it. I, I, I'm not going to say I wasn't concerned, but there's a lot of people out there who are saying, hey, Texas is, is getting closer, and it didn't. He got beat big time by Greg Abbott. Um, so, so that was good news. And it looks like we're going to get the house, which – should have been the case. Looks like we're going to get the house. It's 204 to 176 right now. You need 218 to have the majority. Um, but it just jumped to oh, uh, 222 to 213. Okay. So, okay. So we've got it then. Yeah. We've got the majority. Yeah. All right. I like it. Uh, I'm just putting the link in here for you guys. For today, this is where we will be for booze and banter. We'd love it if you could come join us. Um, if you can't see the link because you're on a different platform that doesn't have what I just pasted, you can go to drewberkwist.locals.com. You'll find us there. Here's the here's the negative thing about the house race, though, right? So you're 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 getting the win. You're taking over the house. That's great, but it should have been. I'm still seeing different results. Uh, I'm still seeing two four to one seventy six. But it looks like we're going to win. Whether the results that Disco just saw or the ones I'm looking at, whichever one, 
it looks like we're going to win, but we didn't win by what we thought we were going to win. We thought it was going to be a pretty sizable margin and pickup there. And I can't get over how close the house races were. Because after two years, two years, I thought for sure, for sure the message to the tyrants would be loud and clear. But again, like we talked about earlier, sadly, it's not. Because more than half of the population wants to be subjugated. And as a result, we all kind of feel like we're living in a parallel universe where everything I believe to, to be true, you believe to be true, is actually false. Now, that's, that's not real. That's not the actual situation. But that's certainly how it feels. It makes you feel like your head's going to just <laughs> fly off or explode. Because the days of the rugged American individual are over. And we're just, for whatever reason, leaning into this quasi-communist hellscape where we're all just part of the collective. Teresa says, one good thing is the Vikings are 7-1. Skull, my friend, Teresa. Although I'm still concerned about them, too. Um, but... <sighs> When we all saw the historical red wave in Florida, I was like, here we go. Let's let the tears of the shit libs on the other side flow. But that didn't happen. I mean, literally, you were at Disco. We, it feels like it just ended minutes ago. We were on for yeah. four hours of live election coverage. The, at the very get-go, when we started at 8 p.m. Eastern time, results coming in is like, this is going well. This is, this is going really well. And then the rest of the results started coming in. Um, and <laughs> Well, it, it, it was hard because, you know, there was so much happening all at once, and we're trying to keep up. And even here right now, like, so NBC is saying 222 to 213. CNN is saying 203 to 187. And then Google is down. Like, like oh, like we're having technical difficulties, so we, we, we can't give you results. And so it's obviously, hey, at the end of the day, today probably, hopefully we'll see what the house is looking like. But man, it was, it was like we, like you said, it was starting good last night. And then, and then you guys kept saying, do you have any good um, results or is this all bad? You know? <laughs> and it just, you know, hey, you know, it's, hey, let's put it this way. Every, it seemed like everyone showed up and voted. You know what I mean? Like it, it was, it was there. Like votes were there. Well, Florida was again the highlight. And, yep. you know, you had uh, during last night's election coverage, not ours, of course, we would never have her on, but her, the coverage on MSNBC, we had coverage everywhere going. Rachel Maddow was so giddy that at times you could see the erection in her pantsuit. But when it came to talking about Florida, her excitement levels, along with her testosterone levels, dropped immediately. Because here's a clip from Obama's former campaign manager, David Pluck, talking about Florida and what it was for the Democrats. Take a listen. David, can I ask you while we've got you um, if there's any single result or any single trend that's evident thus far that surprised you the most tonight? Obviously, all of us looking at this stuff and hearing both sides make their projections, you sort of weigh everything based on what you know and what you can view yourself. But as somebody who's been inside these kinds of campaigns, what has struck you as legitimately unpredictable in tonight's results? Well, first of all, the divergence between Florida, which, you know, can't sugarcoat a disaster for the Democrats. Disaster for the Democrats. Disaster for, I love hearing that, because it was. They thought, again, they thought, and I went along to an extent thinking Demings was going to do better. They thought, I don't think they really thought that they would do well against DeSantis. They hate DeSantis, but they didn't want to go the way that it did. So it was a very bright spot in what turned out to be a very dark election. And one of those bright spots, as I alluded to earlier in the show and we talked about last night, was right off the get-go. The fact that Miami-Dade County, who have been blue for the longest time, is now solid red after last night. Floridians came to play, made their voices heard, and set the bar high for how you do things moving forward. We set the bar high during the pandemic. Some other states did great, too. I'm not saying that South Dakota, Oklahoma, Texas, other places didn't do awesome, too. But Florida is, um, is among them, and, and, and I think a lot of people would argue at the top of that list 
And it just, it was a good thing. But let's stay with Florida because ever since most people can remember, it, it's been considered to be a swing state. It can go either way, Democrat or Republican. And it hasn't been that way as of lately. It's, it's, it's definitely took a turn. And bringing back up Miami-Dade, that Miami-Dade was a game changer because it's been pretty red here recently, right? But people still think it's kind of in play or they thought it was kind of in play. Then Miami-Dade flips, and that, that opened the eyes of the Communist Party or damn well should have. Here's how one uh, reporter put it. But here in Florida, which had been the premier swing state, even Jim DeFeedy uh, of, of uh, CBS4 here, the local powerhouse political reporter, says this is no longer a swing state. Florida is red. Florida's red, baby. I mean, you look at from 2018 till now, the registered voter database and how it has flipped in this state. It's insane. It's insane. And kudos to all the GOP officials who've been working so hard to get that done. The question now becomes, the question now becomes, can we keep it? What do we do to keep it? What assaults from the left come into play because they know and, and, and see what a threat it is? We'll see. And as June says, I, I knew our Cuban citizens ain't buying commie crap. We've, I tell you what, we've done some projects down there with the Cuban community in Miami, and they are deep red. They are all red. And it's great to see for them that they're in a county where their vote actually counts now. For a long time, it didn't. They'd vote red. The rest of the county went blue. And that's where we were. Well, and it's crazy because, you know, like the guys we've talked with and everything, they, you know, they said like, oh, you know, we were raised with these certain values. But because our family came in and these politicians were, hey, let these people in and all this stuff, they voted a certain way because they felt that's where the support was. And they had to vote there because it was like they let us in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, but we've been raised with these values of life and, you know, and liberty and freedom and all this stuff. But then we're voting the opposite. And then they said when we became, when we decided when like we got old enough to be like, wait, we can make our own decisions. Like it totally shifted in the community. Like, it, you know. These these guys like just normal people going around saying you got to stop voting blue, you got to vote red, just to, because you know they didn't know any better. Right. And so it was awesome to sit down with them and talk with them about that because it, it it just shed a light into why people vote a certain way. Because you think oh they just they they disagree with agree with this absurdity. No, they were yeah. it's generations. They've been told by their parents and their parents told them and all that stuff. And it's not they don't even they don't even know who's running. They're just like I got to vote blue. Let's go. Yeah. And so, yep, it's true. Uh, D Donner, I'm moving to Florida. Come on, do it. Come on down. Kind of going the opposite way here. F News says I moved from Florida to Michigan. Boy, so stupid am I. Uh, I love that you're kind of talking in like Yoda terms there. Um, that bad night for you guys. I, I cannot believe that Gretchen Whitmer. I, I can believe it, but it, I, I can't believe we're at this place in our country where a state would vote someone like her back in. It's, it's crazy. Um, so let's look at how Trump did last night, right? Because he had a lot of Trump-endorsed candidates in, in elections yesterday. And there's lots of – there's people out there saying, oh, this is Trump's fault that the Republicans lost and this, that, and the other. Come on. Like, let's, let's, let's chill the hell out for a second here. But let's do look at how he looked at or how he performed, because it matters for the next election cycle that, by the way, started this morning, talking about 2024. So <clears throat> you had governors um, in terms of the governor's races, seven out of 16 that were endorsed get in senators, 16 out of 18 and, the, and in the House, 124 out of 199. So the stats are OK in certain areas, not great in other areas. I thought we were going to pick up a lot more seats in the House. As did as did others. So well, the, the good thing is with this graph here is that we know that one of those white circles in the centers is Oz. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah, I mean, again, it's a stroke victim who took it from him. But yes, um, but I mean, the question that's going to be asked, and it was going to be asked no matter how how Trump endorsed candidates performed last night. The question that's going to be asked is whether he should run again, whether he still has the clout 
or whether he should step aside. And first of all, I think we all know that he's going to run again and he's going to announce it Tuesday, according to what well, he said at the rally. Six days away. Yeah. Six so, days away. So I, I think that's all but a certainty. And I'm okay with that. I've, I've gone back and forth on it some, admittedly. I'm okay with it, though, as long as he slugs it out in the primary, which he's going to have to do with anybody else who's deciding to run, to include Rhinos, who I hope get their asses whooped, and they will, because no one likes them. No one ever did. No one still does. Um, but I still... Yeah, I'm going to go back and forth on it even today. I, I've said multiple times I think it would be better if he played Kingmaker. And whether that means a DeSantis run who is the hottest name in politics right now. You can be more on, the, on Team Trump, and I, I'm not faulting you for that. You do you. But I think we all can agree that, that DeSantis is the hottest name in politics right now. But I think he should play Kingmaker. Stay on the side. He can only do one more term anyways. There's a lot of people who say we had a guest on the show last night who wants a Trump-DeSantis ticket. I personally don't want that. I think it's either Trump now and then DeSantis later and, and a VP candidate that would help sway more voters. I think that, that one actually has a lot of problems that come with it in terms of what the, the media is going to spin, what social media is going to do. It opens us up to some stuff. But I also don't think that he should step aside just because the left and the media and all them want him to. Like, it, it, should, it, it should be his decision. It's going to be his decision. And it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. It's going to be interesting to see. Man, maybe he does change his announcement Tuesday based on this. Maybe it was, hey, we're not doing this to take away from, you know, J.D. Vance and the others in Ohio on Monday night. Maybe it's, hey, we're not going to say this because we want to see how this goes. And if they're being smart, that's, that should have been a part of their strategy. Um, well, I yeah, love just and, the random know, comment uh, that Carrie Lake is hot from F News in the chat. She, she, she's an attractive <laughs> woman, no doubt. What, what um, disco? And, you know, so like back when Trump run the, ran the first time, remember, I, like uh, this was back during one of the older shows, is I was saying like, you know, the nation doesn't need another politician right now. It needs someone to shake things up. It needs like, you know, like a businessman like Trump, which he did a great job. It helped with the, our national debt and, and the, just to show like how strong we are and all that stuff. Maybe right now it's not that that's not what we need. We need a, someone who's America first, who's going <laughs> to fight for our liberties. And, you know, someone like that, like DeSantis would be that person. Yeah. To push that because we've seen him do it for the last two years. We've seen him do it day in and day out, especially through the pandemic. He puts, a, a, you know, the citizens first. He's making sure that they're, you know, taken care of as opposed to himself. Yeah. And so it's, you know, maybe that's what America needs. Is someone to show this is what it looks like to have a president that can run the nation, put people first, the be, you know, and, and cut ties from other countries so that we can be the strong, the strong nation that we have been in the past. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, I, the, the, the flip side to, to the conversation of DeSantis on a national level, like we talk about a lot is we are balkanizing. We are fracturing as a country. A lot of people don't want to call it what it is. They don't like saying it because it's uncomfortable, but you you, you need strong leadership in states, and, and particularly in states like Florida, Texas, and others that lead the way. You've got to have that. So, um, you know, I hate to give him up. I think he's the, he's the best candidate for a lot of things right now, but I also hate to give him up. So, uh, again, I'm, I'm perpetually confused being a Floridian who's got the best governor in America, who's got the hottest name in politics right now, and... I don't know. We'll see where it goes. But real quick, so we got a couple other things to get to. So J.D. Vance won last night. That was a big win for Trump, a Trump-endorsed candidate. Oz, which was his worst-endorsed candidate, lost to a stroke victim. Um, and there was stuff that went in, into that. You know, it wasn't just a fair, a fair fight, but he, but he did in terms of, of um, you know, what we're, what we're seeing now. Um, Masters is down in Arizona by a good bit. And then you've got Herschel Walker 
who, as we already talked about, is in a tight race, going to go to a December 6th runoff, and it's going to likely have the Senate hanging in the balance because of it, because we should be up 50 to 49 at this point. This is what Walker said, though, last night about the status of his race. Guys, we got a pony at the end of this right here. I can tell you this right now. Because I'm telling you right now, I'm like Ricky Bobby. I don't come to lose. And I, and I told you, he's going to be tough to beat. He's going to be tough to beat. But let me tell you what, he got the wrong Georgia here, on not All right, so first of all, Talladega Nights is one of the greater movies of all time. It's, a, it's an amazing comedy. And him quoting Ricky Bobby is, a, is an awesome moment. I love that. I freaking love that. It's a, it's a great historical moment in politics right there, if you ask me. I'm ain't sure first, we'll, you're last. <laughs> if ain't first, you're last. I love the cougar scene. There's so much in that movie that's just amazing. Um, I love the kids always yelling at the grandpa chip, but... <clears throat> I'm sure Will Ferrell's not thrilled with this reference because he, of course, was out, you know, stumping for uh, and, and knocking door to door for Beto. But all I can say, and we said this last night, if you live in Georgia, if you live in Georgia, make sure that you get, you, you just bring people to the damn polls for the runoff. Don't let your, your feelings, your frustrations about everything else that's happening in the country, everything that's happening in your state, don't let what happened last time in Georgia happen again here because it's the same race. Literally, Warnock swung the Senate last time because of, of fraud and other stuff going on there, yes, but also because there's a bunch of disenfranchised Republicans, which we all get. I understand. I'm, I'm there with you. Who didn't handle it right. We've got to do anything and everything we can. Again, we've got to establish a large lead in that runoff election to, to remove more points of failure, more opportunities for them to cheat. If we've got any chance of saving the party, we've, we've got to do that. We've yeah, got to do like that. And then the next week. phase is, is getting the rhinos out. We've got to get the Mitch McConnells out. We've got to get the Lindsey Grahams out. The Romneys, all of them, they've got to go. But we've, we've got to start with where we are now. And, and right now, we've got to figure out a way to win that race. Yeah, and I was, well, I was just saying, I feel like it was last week, even though it was uh, a couple of years ago, I guess, I know that I flew down and we filmed that commercial for Mammoth Nation telling Georgian voters to go out and vote. Remember? Yeah. Like, the, like, we, like, it, like it, it's, it's like, okay, yeah. And like you said, don't let it happen again. And and it is it gonna happen again? You know, it's it feels you know. like it. It feels like deja yeah. vu on so many fronts, from fraud to Americans disappointing us by voting for awful people to coming down to Georgia to all of that. J, uh, I don't know if it's J L or J I. I think it's, I'm gonna say Jim or J L M. I I can't read it from here. If you don't chew big red f you, I love that scene too. Such a good <laughs> God, it's so good. He's one of those, I mean, again, he's one of those exceptions. We live in a world of, of hypocrisy and double standards and this, that, and the other. And people, you know, chide me all the time for still watching football. And, and it just is what it is, right? I grew up, my family's a football family. I can't, I can't break from it. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not sorry. Whatever. There's actors who are awful, leftist, just so misguided. Will's one of them. But he's so damn funny. Like, I love, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to still watch Old School and Talladega Nights, all of those, Semi Pro, Anchorman. Like, he, I, these, I still love that stuff. I'm, uh, it's just, it's, it's so tricky. And damn those people for putting me in that position where we have to, have to do well, that. Also, too, it's, it's also hard. We don't know. Obviously, they're very, they're very well off, but. You know, in and in, in we've talked with Tom about this all stuff, but it's like out in Hollywood. Like if you don't, if you don't hold that blue flag, you don't work. So I feel bad for some of these, you know, for some of these actors who are maybe doing this just so that they can say, I'm, I'm going to get signed a ten million dollar contract after this because I'm showing who I'm voting for, and it's helping these, you know, the the higher ups at these production companies say, yeah, I want, I support him. Let's get him onto another movie. Right. So who knows with that? And how much of that is just smoke and mirrors? Because that, like, to me, it's just you, you sit there, you're like, here's a great person who you'd think 
I could sit down and have a great conversation with. Like, I loved his Bear Grylls episode. I don't know if you ever saw the Will Ferrell one with that. Like, yeah. it was great. You got to get a little insight into Will Ferrell and who he is. That's I awesome. love that he – was it a Twinkie? He ate it right away when he got off <laughs> yeah. the – off the helicopter, that was good. Um, my favorite line from that one is when he's like, when they're eating the, the like they're eating dinner, and he's like, "So, like, what's the no- standard um, temperature if you were to cook a deer head in your oven at home? Like, like three <laughs> fifty? <laughs> um, okay, let's uh, let's get to this because there were plenty of shenanigans across the country, and Project Veritas did some amazing work as they usually do. This was. Uh, a video captured in Pennsylvania, again, the state where a stroke victim was elected to serve in the U.S. Senate. And look at this election engineering that's happening right here. Yeah, yeah. Anyone need Democratic Party information? You good? So you're, you're uh, telling me I should vote John Fetterman, I should vote Joshua Shapiro. If you vote that, Democratic, make... all of them are the Democratics. You only got one against one. Project Veritas action journalists were told who to vote for just mere feet outside a polling center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania today. This is referred to as electioneering. Check this out. Not only are Democratic candidates' campaign materials posted at the door where the voting machines are located, watch as our undercover journalists are handed instructions on exactly how to vote. Democratic Party. What's that? I know. I think you're a Democratic Okay. Here's a ballot. For Democrat, for the common man, I guess the guy that got a lot of money, you want some tax shelter. That's the way to go. What do you do, Rudy? Do you just work here? I'm a committee person. Do you work with the the office here? I'm a committee person. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Whoever the majority of the community. Yeah. So you're, you're uh, telling me I should vote John Fetterman, I should vote Joshua Shapiro. If you vote that, Democratic, that'll make... all of them are the Democratics. You only got one against one. And, the, 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 and now they're kind of standing more for, at this point, for, for poor people, and he's always say more for people with money. Yeah. Right, right. Usually, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. So you're saying more, it's better off by default. Yeah, yeah. Anyone need Democratic Party information? You good? We're scared of him. We're scared of Nemet. Yes. These guys are way, way right. I mean, I'm for someone being liberal, but not way liberal. Yeah, right's gone too being far. Way right. Yeah. You know, like like a Republican that's liberal or Democrat that's a little to the right. That's how I look at things. You know? Yeah. The middle road. We're scared of him. We're scared of him. Okay. So don't vote for them. Yes. Okay. These guys are scared. Okay. So once again, Democrats playing dirty because, I mean, what you just saw there on the screen is literally the very definition of election engineering. That's what that is. You literally have a, a dude and other people outside of a polling station telling people how to vote. Signs right there. But again, nothing ever happens with this footage. It's going to be ignored by the mainstream media. It already is being ignored by the mainstream media. And we're going to hear stories from the people who do bring it up. Like, oh, it was taken out of context. Don't, you're, you're, you're going down a, a rat hole here. Don't, don't worry about that. Like a rabbit hole. You're, you're taking it out of context. That's not, it wasn't widespread. Remember that, remember that narrative from 2020? But whenever they get caught, like they are here, like they were time and time again in 2020, or doing anything else illegal for that matter, it's always just brushed off, never looked into. On the flip side, anytime a conservative does something, there's congressional investigations, hearings, the FBI is called, political prisoners are taken. It's a whole separate ballgame. And for years, it's been hyperbole when we talk about two sets of laws in this country. But it's obvious that it's true, that it's the reality that we have two sets here. Because the other people are never held accountable for their actions. And they are so bold and so good at the same time. Again, I'll credit where credit's due. They are good at cheating, changing the rules, manipulating the system. 
suppressing things. They're good at getting what they want. That's what Democrats are good at. And they've got all, you know, big, big money, big corporations, big tech, the mainstream media. They've got everyone on their side, so it makes it so much easier to pull off. Not good. All right, we've got two other stories that we're going to touch on. There's a fire in El Segundo, which raises some questions um, at a Chevron refinery there. We've got all the food plants that have, have obviously hundreds that have burnt down the last couple of years here. I'm not saying they're connected. I'm not saying they're not. We're going to talk about it, but we're going to do it in booze and banter because we're out of time here today. We're going to talk about Hurricane Nicole. We're going to talk about more on the election, more of this balkanization stuff. All of that's coming up. It's going to be over at drewberkwist.locals. You can also go to this link that I'm sharing right now in the chat rooms. We hope you can come on over. But if you can't, we appreciate you being here today. Thanks so much. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow, Thursday. Be safe, be smart, be free. You've just heard Drew Berquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on DrewBerquist.com.